Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Be a little weird, Robbie, if uh, Brupolo was in. I'm trying to make sure we haven't done any of these recently. Uh, and, and this one, I'm not. I'm not completely sure how to pronounce it so you'll correct me Robbie but uh it'd be weird if Brupola was in Osaka I don't know that I don't know if I got weird. that one right did I get it right I, I don't know as I don't know where that is it's in Pike County okay so that's down south south Mississippi southwest Mississippi yeah all right. Anyone who knows, let's go with that. Let's, let's just if go. If I'm wrong, cycle. if I'm wrong, I want you guys can let me know. Please, let, I want to know. So please let me know. Uh, Going well, to guess, that's probably some kind of Native American name. Oh, how would you say it? O s y k a. Osaka. That, that might be right. I mean, that's what else definitely could be Native. That's definitely Native American. It's got to be, yeah. So, well, I mean, I think that I think that might be like a. Could that be Asian? But why would that be it? It's, it's not going to be. That's not going to be Asian no. though. If it's in Mississippi, that's definitely a Japanese population near Macomb that I'm not aware of. I was just thinking of another. Yeah, no, it's got to be Native Osaka, America. Osaka, but that's not. That's not. That's Os- different. It looks. It does look Asian, but there's no way that that's what it is. It's Native American, right? It's got to so, be. Well, regardless of all that, if you just want a great cup of coffee every morning. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee uh, machine sits on the front counter at your house, they got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. If you're leading some great gear to head to the bowl game, head to College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They are originally by Fleet Feet. They're employed by the half shell. I, everybody, it looks like everybody for Christmas got the Mike Leach hoodie, sweatshirt, or T-shirt. The black shirt with the white state across. I've seen so many photographs of every people wearing that. Uh, over the past couple of days, a really cool shirt to tribute to, to Mike Leach. They have them at College Corner. Uh, so if you're looking to order them, whatever kind of shirt you want, sweatshirt, hoodie, or just a T-shirt, they've got it at College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler, <laughs> their end of the year situation is going to be very good because I'm coming. We're coming on on Thursday. So they're going to be they're going to be very excited to see us. We're going to be excited to see them. We are. We are. And you should be excited. Anytime somebody says, hey, we're going to Restaurant Tyler, that's an exciting moment for you because you're going to eat at the best restaurant in the city of Starkville. No questions asked. No bones about it. They're number one. They take on all comers. They've been number one for well over 
gosh, how long has that place been? It feels like it's only been open a few years, but in reality, it's got to be what fifteen plus years they've been open here in Starkville. So, and they've been the, the ever top. since Cal Vizi was here because that was like his spot. That was his spot. He would he he would go. He was known to be found at restaurant Tyler. No question. So, whenever you're looking for a great lunch or a great dinner, head to Starkville's flagship restaurant, Restaurant Tyler. Grab lunch today at Firehouse Subs. Pick up the Firehouse Subs app. Download it to your phone or any mobile device. Did any, does anybody have any mobile devices nowadays that aren't phones? Like the iPad seems to have come and gone. So, yeah, I think everybody just has a phone now. That's my my take on technology for the day. And of course, you use that ad, that app. Grab a sandwich. Grab some reward points, and then your next sandwich. Hey, it might just be on the house. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison, Firehouse Subs. Robbie, let me ask you this. I was just thinking about it a little earlier today. You think about a season ago, and it's Mississippi State going into the bowl game, bunch of opt outs. Then they find out on game day they're going to be missing more than half of the uh, the defense uh, due to COVID issues. And you remember Texas Tech, they had an interim head coach. They had already hired the new head coach, but this guy who was a diehard, lifelong Red Raider, they had a lot of motivation to play for him in that game. And now you you fast forward a year, and it feels like it's the exact opposite, right? It's Illinois that's the team that's having all of these opt-outs, including all of their, their top players, They're their best running back, they're, 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 uh, they're, they're all Big Ten defensive backs. They've lost their defensive coordinator. He's now the head coach at Purdue, Ryan Walters, uh, who is you know one of the top coordinators in the country this year and really was a big part of their success. And then you have Mississippi State obviously playing for the memory of Mike Leach. And you, you said yesterday you felt like this coaching staff and this team is incredibly motivated to win this football game. It feels like a complete 180 from a year ago, not only in terms of that, but you know, State having won the Egg Bowl, they have that momentum. They had the good signing day. It, it just feels like everything's kind of pushing towards Mississippi State. Now, I know that's when a lot of Bulldog fans would start to get nervous, when it feels like things are, are going your way. But it really does feel that way for Mississippi State. Yeah, it does. And last year, it felt like State was mo- was going to be motivated for that game. But as you got closer I really to thought the they game, were, but they weren't. Well, you know, like the Mike Leach stuff. But then you start thinking about, like, this is kind of – they're kind of making this about Mike Leach and Texas Tech, and there's – you know, they're kind of pulling it away from the game a little bit. And then you start to get closer to the game. You have all these these guys that are out with COVID and some guys that opted out. So, I mean, things were – closer to the game, things were starting to get kind of hairy for Mississippi State. This seems like a game that really has – you know, redemption and um, great storylines around it for Mississippi State to win the ball game. And the, the storylines and the paper and all that stuff doesn't win the game. I mean, State's still got to go out there and win it. But it's certainly lining up for State to be the favorite in this ball game and to be a team that can, can win this game. It's just going to be a matter of going out there and doing it. But <clears throat> you got all these players that, are, that have decided to stay with Mississippi State and play this game. You got the memory of Mike Leach. You have a coaching staff now that's with Zach Arnett. Everybody's on board with Zach Arnett. It just seems like Mississippi State is motivated to go into this ball game, and win this game, and they put a ton of focus in this ball game. If they go out there and go, don't go win this game, it's going to be a little disappointing. It's going to be a little air out of the balloon. 
uh, if you will, going into next season. But it certainly seems like Mississippi State is a team motivated and driven to win this ballgame. It really is something when you think, go back, you know, to the East Tennessee State game. And, you know, coming out of the game, you obviously you manhandled them. So you're seven and four. And, and quite honestly, there was just sort of a, 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 I don't know what the right, fog, a fog over the program in, in terms of, I think a lot of Mississippi State fans were not confident that this team could go to Oxford and win. Obviously, there were some commentators who weren't confident of that either. Um, and now, you know, strictly from a, a football standpoint, you know, what Mike Leach aside in this situation, you have a chance to finish nine and four in your, you know, in what would have been year three for Mike Leach. You have a chance to finish in the top 20, maybe even in the top 15, depending on how results go for you uh, around the country. And it really feels like, you know, you've got a chance to grab a lot of momentum. And that, you know, again, go back a season ago, it was a little different, right? State, who they play, Tennessee State. In that that second to last game, they had you know they had just beaten Auburn, they had beaten Kentucky, they had played at Arkansas and had a, a chance to win. But you know, but you felt like okay, they're moving in the right direction. But then they lose the Egg Bowl and they lose the bowl game, and the whole offseason was just eh. And it's it's just the opposite this year. It really is interesting to see how things have come full circle for Mississippi State. And if they win this bowl game, I mean that's a nine win season. Those don't exactly grow on trees down here at, at Startville. No, they don't. These bowl games have become kind of, uh, you know, second thought to a lot of people, but they're still very much important. It's the last game to cap off the season, takes you in the next year. I mean, last year, just think about the conversations we were having when I was in the hotel room in Memphis after Mm -hmm. that game. Um, It just was, you know, kind of a, a dud of an ending. You had, you know, just a month prior or a few weeks prior Mississippi State goes into the Egg Bowl and everybody's thinking you know probably not going to make the Sugar Bowl but they would be just on the outside if they won this Egg Bowl and you know this is a really good Ole Miss team you would finish like a game out from them or whatever so I mean everybody was starting to talk about you know just how special that season could have been last year and you're looking at possibly nine wins last year if you would have won the Egg Bowl and then won the bowl game and now you're talking about you could have your first nine-win season since 17, 2017. Yeah. I mean, this isn't, this isn't something that happens very often in Mississippi State. Nine wins, you got all this momentum, you, you felt really good about your recruiting class, you got uh, a coach, a young, exciting coach that people are starting to rally around, a possibility of building a nice staff that goes along with him and uh, finishing inside the top 20, which I think they will do if they win this ball game. So, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a huge game. It's not a throwaway game. It's a big game for Mississippi State. A chance to go nine and four, moving into a season that we continue to say could be really good for Mississippi State last, next year. A schedule that sets up nicely. Another potential nine ten win season for them next year, and that's just stacking good seasons on top of each other. And that's that's what Mississippi State needs to do at this point. And honestly, you know, when if you win this game and finish nine and four, it's going to be really tough. And I know they'll find a way to do it. I know they'll find a way to do it, Robbie. But it's going to be tough for the media outside of the state of Mississippi to ignore Mississippi State next year. If this team finishes nine and four and brings back Will Rogers, uh, Jaquavius Marks, potentially Dylan Johnson, we'll talk about that in a minute, uh, brings back basically its entire receiving core, its entire offensive line minus one. 
and so many key pieces on defense with that schedule, it's going to be tough for you to, with a straight face, look at Mississippi State and go, that's not going to be a good team. They should be a team, you know, honestly, preseason in the West, I would say third. Oh, by the way, I've come to, I had, I had a shocking and stunning realization this weekend. I got to tell you about it. Okay. I have, I have, I, I, it could change. It could change. But right now will be the first time I've gone to SEC media days and not voted Alabama to win the West when we go next year. Oh, I'm going to vote for LSU. They just bring back so much so, huh? with Jaden Daniels coming back. Yeah. Yeah. You're really foot. excited about Jaden Daniels, huh? Well, I mean, he's just good enough. He's good. I, I don't know what the I don't know what Alabama's quarterback situation. That's the same. That's what I'm saying. That you know they lose Bryce. They were ten and two this year with Bryce Young, who is still the best quarterback in college football. I don't care who won the Heisman Trophy. This is the first time that I'm really like starting to question. You know, is Alabama's this is the first crack? Yeah, I, I hate the Colin Cowherd, right. you know, yeah. hot takes and all that stuff, but. I am kind of starting to think, you know, maybe this might be it. And not, not that they're going to just fall off the face of the earth. But Brian Kelly just, was the guy I who I don't get, know if they're going to be. He could get Notre Dame to the playoff with not top 10 recruiting classes. Now he's at LSU where he can get top 10, top five recruiting. I'm just saying, right now, that, that LSU is. game, though. It, it, that was, that that was a bitter game, pill. Kinda, it did. It did. Yeah. But. I'm willing to overlook that going into next year. But right now, if you said, give me your predictions, state third, that's where I would have them. They're third this year. It'd be nice. I would say I would have LSU like 11 and one, Bama 10 and two, and state probably either nine and three, eight and four, but probably nine and three as we sit here today. And then probably Arkansas. Ole Miss, A&M, probably Ole Miss, Auburn, A&M, or Auburn. The, the bottom four, really, you can sort of put wherever. But preseason, State should be the third-best team in the West based on returning production, experience, everything else. The only, you know, if, if Mike Leach was coaching that team, I think you'd be locked in there. But people are going to – that's what people will use as the, well, they have a first-time head coach, you know, what, what do we know about this guy? That's what they're going to use to justify picking them fifth or sixth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued to see what Arnett does in the next few weeks as far as his staff. Because I mean they have plenty to sell. They get yeah. you should be able to get a top flight offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Somebody that is, you know, right on the verge of of being a head coach or right on the verge of going to that next step and going to blue blood offensive coordinator position or something like that. You should be you should be able to get somebody, you know, moving up, or somebody that's established, even. Uh, you know, I, I think that they have a chance to to do that. And uh, based on everything we're hearing, it like like I like I reported last night. I mean, I would I would expect it's probably going to be somebody with some air raid concepts, some air mm-hmm. raid philosophies, and all that stuff. But like I said uh, yesterday, it's going to be a little different. It's going to look a little different than what we saw. At Mississippi State, the last three years, I, I, you know, and it's, it's obviously it's different administrations and everything. I mean, everything's totally different. But I always go back to you know, what if State had just hired a coach in 2018 that basically did what Mullen liked to do, and just ran yeah. power and and played the passing game the way he played it? Could they have been more successful? But they had 
with with that defense, they decided to really try to shake things up offensively, and it it, it didn't work. And now I, I have that same fear. I have that same fear well, that kinda, you've got all this. Thought that yeah, go ahead. We kind of thought that Moorhead was going to run <clears throat> a lot of the same that same offense. We were wrong. That they were just going to have some more explosive plays. Mm-hmm. But what you had was a guy that was just too prideful, too stubborn to go away from what he wanted to do, which we see in coaching a lot. And instead of working around his personnel, he wanted to do – he was going to force that square peg into the round hole, and it just didn't work. Uh, It might have worked out completely differently that year if he would have just said, you know what, for this year, I'm just we have a, a fifth year quarterback that has never been a passer. He's the all time leading rusher in SEC history for a quarterback. I'm just going to commit to the read option. I yeah. got some good pieces there Aries Williams, Kylan Hill, Nick Gibson, whatever. Yeah, I, I got some pieces there that we can make something happen. Let's just do that. And had so, he done that, they'd probably win 10 games. So then, do you have that same worry then that you know you've got Will Rogers and I mean, quite honestly, you can't change too much of the system with Will Rogers, right? You can't try to design. You can't come too out much. there with a read option, right? Right. You can't. You can't even like talk about you know quarterback. You know we're going to rely on his mobility. You just you just can't do it. You you, you sort of, I hate to say limited, but you, you kind of are limited by what Will Rogers can do. Now the good thing is within the concepts of the air raid offense, he can do plenty. He's he's perfectly yeah. capable. Um. Well, you can still run what you run, mm-hmm. but just but introduce more concepts in the run game. Introduce the tight end. Mm-hmm. Put put some jet sweeps in. Put some put some motion things like that. Uh, some pre snap stuff to kind of just you know get defenses off balance. Mm-hmm. You could do some things. You can still kind of you know put Will Rogers in the best position he needs to be in, and you don't have to put him in bad spots like you know running a speed option or something or anything like that, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you can take a lot of pressure off of him by the things we talked about Mississippi State should do a little more of with mm-hmm. putting, you know, get, getting the ball into the Griffin's hands, putting him at the slot, putting guys where they need to be, having a tight end in there. That there's, there's, You can still run this offense and run it uh, more effectively with some different kind of concepts. I agree with you 100%. I mean, and the concepts don't even have to be that that completely different. Just what State was doing offensively worked when they were just running the football. I mean, we saw mm-hmm. it. a and Arkansas, Ole Miss. When they ran the football 20-plus times, everything else clicked and everything else was open. So I the, the name of the offensive coordinator is kind of irrelevant. I'm just kind of interested to see what this offense looks like going forward. You know, we talked so much – last year about the evolution of Mike Leach and, you know, were we going to start seeing different things as he ran the ball more and the recruitment of Chris Parson and a different style of quarterback than he had ever really had before. And now, obviously, with his passing, it feels like that evolution is just going to be sprung forward into, you know, ready or not, it's going to happen now. Yeah. And that, that's why I want to see what happens. I mean, you know, perhaps just whoever comes in here, maybe – another quarterback is uh, better for that offense than Will Rogers. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like we're going to see kind of in the you know, continuation of the air raid, but it seems like it's going to be modernized, mm-hmm. whoever comes in. It's going to have some of those concepts that we talked about, running the football a little more, a little more balanced offensively, 
you're still going to see a lot of passing the football with the air raid offense. But I, I really feel like this offense has a chance to take off if they make the right hire, if they bring in the right guy that, that can utilize his personnel in the right way. Yeah. And um, I, I've said all along, I mean, I don't think a change in offense from what Mike Leach does is going to be that drastic for Mississippi State and what they already have on the roster. They have some good running backs. They have some good receivers. They have good, good offensive linemen. They have guys that can fit different styles of offense. I don't think it's going to be something that's just a jolt like it was when Mike Leach got here or even when Joe Moorhead was here as well. Mm-hmm. I think State should be able to adjust to whatever comes in here because of the personnel they have on board. Mike Leach did a good job of recruiting players that were not just, you know, system guys. Yeah. I mean, even the quarterbacks. I mean, I, I feel like Sawyer Robertson could run a little more um, – a versatile offense and what we've seen under Mike Leach. Chris Parson obviously can do it as well. So I don't think State's really hamstrung here over the next few years offensively. No, I don't think that at all. I do think they have some flexibility in what they want to do. I think obviously, you know, Rodgers is the key to all that. Will they? Would they get away from him? I have trouble seeing that, but, you know, I'll be honest with you. Something to consider, you know, when you get a new offensive coordinator in and you have a new head coach, all of a sudden the the, the conversations we had about the transfer portal, you know, it opens back up in January for some point, and then you get the spring. Could could possibly see a guy there, you know, just depending on what what they want to do. So that's definitely something to uh, to monitor uh, in the in the coming weeks. Uh, but to get back to the, the original point, just for a second, yeah. Last year, I thought that's. I, I made the comment several times. I said if State could have won one of those final two games, if they had finished eight and five, they might have had a lot more preseason buzz than they ended up having, which was none. They had no preseason buzz. Everybody was focused on Ole Miss the entire offseason. This year, if State finishes nine and four, and and you know, Ole Miss completes the we believe uh, mirror season and finishes eight and five, I think Mississippi State will be the sort of the, the national darling of the offseason here in the SEC. Everybody will be talking about Alabama. Can they bounce back? LSU with what they bring back, they're going to be a, a, a thing. Obviously, with Georgia is Georgia. But Mississippi State has a, has a chance to be a, a team that gets a lot of preseason buzz, but they got to win this game. You know, th- This bowl game means something to Mississippi State. No question. It, it'll be very similar to 18. Just hopefully Mississippi State's coach turns out differently than uh, this time around than it did with Jim Moorhead. But, the, but back then, if you remember that, State had got that win in the Gator Bowl. Yeah. Um, it had a lot of guys returning, the best mm-hmm. defense in college football. So, you know, that they had a ton of buzz coming into that season as a dark horse in the SEC West, things like that. Mm-hmm. They'll, have, they'll have that similar buzz. I agree. But, you know, hopefully it just turns out differently. I agree. I agree. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at – the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. Hey, if you're in Starkville and you want beef, the place to go, the uh, the the butcher shop over there on uh, University Drive, the Blind Tiger, they have a lot of great beef products. I was just looking at their Facebook page, and you're talking about you know whole tenderloins and prime ribs, but they also have fresh cut steaks there for you as well. So I mean, again, every town has got a, a guy, has got a guy putting putting red meat out there, putting out beef that you you want to go check out. 
uh, all across the small towns in Mississippi. And you know, we talk about the small town steakhouses. They're getting their steaks from somewhere. So find those guys and you can get a great meal going for your family. And of course, they're going to be happy with you when they find out that you just, oh, hey, we're having steaks tonight. No one's ever come home and said, we're having steaks tonight and then started a fight. I just want to put it that way. No one's ever been like, oh, steaks. What? We, 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 we couldn't have, you know, there's been, there chicken been nuggets. tears of joy. Yeah, exactly. So, beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked Southern soul food. I'm craving it already. We were just there not long ago, weren't we? Didn't we go there the other day? Two Brothers? Uh, yeah. Had prime rib sandwich. Two or th- it's been two or three. It's been probably three weeks. That's too long. When we need to way we need too to, long. We'll, I we'll suggested it, it the other day. Well, we 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 are going to go at some point. We'll do it when you get back. Couple weeks. We'll do it when you get back, for sure. Okay. And of course, we welcome you. You know, home basketball uh, Wednesday night, and then next Saturday or January the seventh, uh, when the Ole Miss Rebels are in town. Please be here for Mississippi State basketball. And if you are, head over to Two Brothers to grab you a pregame or postgame meal. It's the best in town. It's Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Every business promises it. Advantage Business Systems delivers it. And you know I'm telling the truth because they've been open for 47 years. You can't be in business that long if you don't take care of your customers. Call them today if you need technology for your business. And then when you need service, you talk to the same guy who made you the sale. You're not talking to some out-of-state consultants. You're not talking to some out-of-the-area or out-of-the-country call center. No, no. You're talking to somebody here in the 601 area code. That's the difference between being a neighbor and being a number. 601-362-9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogue in Jackson. If you're looking for some great stuff to wear to the bowl game, shop at The Rogue. Check out therogue.com. You can see all their great styles on Instagram at therogejxn. They've got the polos and the quarter zips in their collegiate collection that you're looking for. No more gigantic logos taking up half the shirt. No more sleeves that are a different color than the shirt. Just easy, clean polos, logos that you want. The walking uh, bully, the state script, the M over S. They just make it easy at the road. And they got quality products, and they back it up with the service that comes within the South's premier men's clothing stores. Don't live the three-stripe life. Don't. Just don't do it. Shop. At the Rogue. So we hit on it just a little bit there uh, a second ago, but uh, the, the transfer portal still waiting word on what's going to happen with Xavion Thomas and Dylan Johnson. It feels like Xavion Thomas is just kind of a matter of time. You know, the time the clock is is ticking on him to get back on this roster. Dylan Johnson seems a lot more up in the air. Still a possibility that he would come to Mississippi State, but as it sits right now, Robbie, what's your gut feeling on him being, making a return or heading somewhere else? I think he's probably already has his decision made, and I I don't get the warm and fuzzies that's going to be Mississippi State. <laughs> I just think that it's you know there's there's been too much that's happened there, and there's still not a whole lot of assurances for him to to get a lot of carries and for Mississippi State to be really committed to the run. I mean, you're talking about running back room that has what five guys in it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, maybe four, I can't remember. That's still a lot of running backs that they have. 
I, I just I get the feeling that he's probably moving on. He's um, supposed so not, to make not his, a uh, huge change. Yeah, supposed to make an announcement on January the third, which would be the day after Mississippi State's bowl game. So if you wanted to find a positive, maybe that would be it. Because he, if he was going to go somewhere else, he could just go wherever he wants. And I wouldn't expect him to play in the bowl game one one way or the other. But I, I do agree with. You. I think it's 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 leaning towards him coming to to him leaving Mississippi State. Uh, I think that the two programs, you know, from what I'm reading, I think it's Auburn, maybe Miami. I think Washington's kind of a dark horse there. I, I don't know that there there's. I think it's just too far away, right? I mean, one of the things with Dylan Johnson to consider is that he has a small child. That I don't think he's going to move him across the country, so he would want to be near his son. I think so. I. I Auburn would obviously be a good fit. Miami's, I mean, that's that's a tough, that's a tough trip, but we'll see what happens there. Xavion Thomas, though, it feels like that's just, you know, we're just kind of waiting on the 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 tweet, right? Waiting for an editor or something. Yeah. It uh, from everything I've been told the last few days that he's returning to Mississippi State. That's I mean that's that's good news. That's, that's what you want to hear. So and yeah. then, you know. With the transfer portal, I, I still think I still get the impression that state wants to find a transfer receiver, even with all that. You know, they they do need to replace Ra Ra Thomas. Um, and and we, we talked about, you know, they're in all likelihood, guys like Tulu Griffin are going to get moved into the slot. You need to find another outside receiver. Um, I think the guy that people are kind of looking at right now is Freddie Robertson, the uh, the wide receiver out of Eastern Washington, who's a uh, I think he's making his decision in January as well. Beyond, you know, receiver seems to be at the hot spot right now. They're they're trying. They would like to get Gunnar Britton, the offensive tackle, in from Western Kentucky. Uh, that's the one. But we mentioned kicker the other day. What what? Where does State need to go next in the portal beyond those two guys? Edge rusher, um, edge rusher, kicker, for sure are two of your top priorities. Mm-hmm. That the outside receiver position, I think. Um, I, I just don't know what they're gonna do, like with the receivers. Like, there might not be. I mean, I feel like there's still gonna be a need, but you might not be using as many receivers as Mississippi State has. Um, we don't know where you know Tulu's gonna be in the mix of like what position he plays. Are they gonna push him inside? Like. The, where they position guys could have a lot to do with how many more guys they need yeah. as far as receivers concerned. It sounds like they're going to go for another running back, so that's that's another position. Mm-hmm. I think they would take – That's Christian Turner is, is priority one, right, the guy from Wake Forest. Yeah, seems so, seems so. Um, Freddie Roberson's announcing on the 13th. Okay. So I'm sad that the running back target seems to not be Cavassier Smoke anymore. I just want to – I, I, I'm just trying to you get wanted, content. You wanted that name. I'm just trying to get content here, guys. I'm just trying to, to work. Yeah, and I was always kind of skeptical about him. I mean, he would have been good, like just like a good accent piece for Mississippi State. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what you're looking for anyway at this point. I mean, Jaquavius Marks is your guy at running back. So, I mean, I, I don't really know um, how much of a priority that is, but it sounds like they are recruiting uh, Turner. So, you know, we'll see. I I I definitely think that um, they seem to be in pretty good shape as far as secondary is concerned. Mm -hmm. Might get another secondary guy, Mm -hmm. but kicker is kicker right now is moving up to the top priority. As is 
edge rusher, I think. You need an, you need another edge rusher. Maybe another Sam, um, a pass rushing defensive end, something like that. We were talking the other day about the late start to the spring semester and how it kind of screws over basketball, but it really helps football here because you got plenty of time after the bowl game to get guys in for visits and stuff before the spring semester starts. So you got plenty of time to get them enrolled, get them in classes and everything. So you don't have to rush. You know, you've, I think you've got, what, two full weekends, the weekend of the 7th and the, uh, the weekend of the 14th, that you can bring guys to campus and, and, and have them look around and, and look at your transfer targets there. So, you know, one thing, you know, it's a curse in one hand and a blessing in the other. So for football, it, I think it, it helps them uh, tremendously getting that late later start to the, uh, the spring semester. All right, looking ahead to this week, what we're going to do. No rumblings this week. We just, we got too much to talk about, so. Uh, tomorrow's show, we're really going to dive into basketball, preview Mississippi State, Alabama. Our old friend, uh, noted imbecile, Brett Hudson, will join us. He has been uh, covering the Tide uh, for the Tuscaloosa News uh, this season, doing some freelance work for them. He's kind of gotten out of the media game, but what the hell, let's have some fun. It's going to be a reunion week here on Thunder and Lightning. On Thursday's show, our old friend Matt Stevens will join us. He covers Illinois football for IlliniGuys.com. A website up there, and so we're going to have him on talk about this uh, this game, talk about the Illinois football team, and, and see what we can learn about that. Friday's show, we're going to have some fun because that's our year-end extravaganza, the Robbies. So I will put out our polls uh, later on Tuesday, and you guys can vote for our athletes and uh, coaches and moments of the year and things of that nature. Uh, and We will have that wrap-up for show for you on Friday the second annual Robbie's Awards will be held on Friday, December 30th. Your presence has been formally requested at the Robbie's. I will wear a tuxedo t-shirt. Means you're, you're serious, but you like to party. <laughs> there we go. All right. It'd be fun times. It will. And then Robbie will head to the bowl game. We'll have now looking ahead to next week. Monday's show is a three P's show. I think I'll actually be, we'll have it up on Sunday. We'll record before Robbie leaves. So Sunday, early Sunday, we'll have up the uh, three Ps for the Rely Quest Bowl. And then our Tuesday show will be a Things That Are True, Tell Them Falk, uh, Coffee is for Closers kind of show. And then we'll go from there and everything else. So, hi right, guys. Have a great uh, Tuesday. We'll be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian. Hey, Dad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.